Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we... Is that the fire alarm? Well, today was media day, or I guess is, since we're doing this on a Monday. Media day? Isn't just the the concept of media day so strange? Like, it's like picture day. They're wearing their uniforms, but they're not playing. Isn't it just, I don't know, just watching everything unfold, I'm like, this is such an interesting concept for the players. It's picture day, but it's also like you're in an interrogation. Right. (laughs) But there's food. Picture day with really, really intense questions. (laughs) Yeah, and really nice cameras and you get to pose with your friends. Yeah. Even the poses are kind of silly. Did you see the, uh, the one with Kyle Lowry in the heat? Oh, I didn't. I'm going to send this here. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so nerdy. I did see, <clears throat> I did see Kyle Lowry, like his quote was just like, I just want everyone to be successful. And I have two sons and I, I want to see, I want them to see me helping people. I was like, what a wonderful sappy moment on media day with everything else swirling on fire around us. That was wonderful. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. <laughs> I, okay, I sent it to you. <laughs> the Heat have been very cool for oh my God. <laughs> a while. <laughs> so nerdy. Are they doing Charlie's Angels? <laughs> I mean, he's a dad. That's the whole thing about it. He is a dad. He just said that. So no offense to dads. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. So we were texting and we thought we could do uh, true or false? Almost a truth or dare. Oh gosh, no! Don't sign <laughs> me up for that. <laughs> I am the person that says truth every single time. I'm not. Yeah, but a then dare. you have to tell something very personal. Uh, I don't know. A vulnerability doesn't scare me, Haley. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that felt pointed. <laughs> Dude, fucking direct hit, brother. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was not personal. I just, um, I love my feelings. I love vulnerability. Ooh, <laughs> Literally has therapy immediately after this. Um, it's like fight or flight, you know, yeah. or truth. Or, it's all these things say something about you. I think that. Bam is dare. Jimmy is dare. Kyle is truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Jimmy one. wants to go twice. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's, a good, that's um, a good one. Yeah, so we're not doing truth or dare, but that would be fun. <laughs> Another time. <laughs> Send us your uh, truth or dares. Um, but what we are doing is true or false. So... So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I've seen some things mm-hmm. for media day, and you're you've so seen good some at things. This. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm so bad at what the, specifically. I'm so bad at making things up, and you're so good. We played this game probably like three separate times, and no, no. I get stumped every time because I believe you. I believe everything that you say. What well, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> One of the qualities is you're pretty good at making people believe what they want to believe. Um, 
Manipulation, some would say. I would not say that. <laughs> Different definition. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Please go first. Please. Wait, did you set like a set amount of these are lies and a set amount of these really happen at media day? Because I didn't. No, I didn't. They're they're okay. a little they're all over the place. It's fine. Okay. Well, um, you go first. Okay. Well, first of all, shout out to our producer Harry for <laughs> helping me with my homework because again, I'm really bad. So, um, well, this one was actually mine. So, truth or fake? <laughs> the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, that didn't sound right. Okay, true or false? <laughs> oh, shoot. True okay. or false? I've got a text. <laughs> the, the Toronto Raptors players were asked to draw the OVO symbol. Like on an easel and in their jerseys and take photos with their pictures. True. People love capitalizing on the Drake stuff. Yes. That happened. Yes, that okay. did happen. Oh, that did happen. That okay. did happen. And some of the owls were pretty suspect. I will say Pascal Siakam's was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. He has many talents, made of many talents. He is, yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't see much out of the Raptors uh, media day. I did see Goran Dragic say that he would not be taking Kyle Lowry's former number seven out of respect to him and the franchise. Or he said, like, I wouldn't even dream of asking him, but he said he gave his blessing for uh, Lowry to wear it with the heat. Um, Which in one way, like, I almost laughed Mm -hmm. at because I was like, you don't really have to give your blessing. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) you're not the dad of the bride getting married here. But it was nice that he didn't even try in the reverse. So he was off to a bad start. You remember he told – some news station that he did not want to play in Toronto or or I think it wasn't that specific. He said that he wants to contend for a championship. Yeah. Either way, when once but, you said Dragic, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what did he say? But it was nice. Yeah, I think that's that was nice. It is a, a bit funny for him to give bless. I don't know. Maybe it's just extra polite. Yeah. Um, For him to say, yes, go ahead and have it. But. I don't know that it's his blessing to give, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he meant a lot more to Miami than I um, picked up over the many years he was playing there. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Um, true or false? Did Joel Embiid say about Ben Simmons, who was not at the Sixers media day? Mm-hmm. Um, he was in L.A., Allegedly. Well, I guess I'm I'm getting that information secondhand from Tobias Harris. Um, I think he's in LA. He's believed to be in LA <laughs> by me and Tobias Harris. Did he say about Ben Simmons, quote, I'm just disappointed that he's not here. He knows it too. He knows we can win together. I'm gonna go with yes. Because yeah, he said that. that was like such a I feel like we're bringing up dads a lot. But that was such a dad comment of like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I felt that. I felt that. I also feel really bad for Ben because now. Yeah. Tobias said something like this. Doc said that was another one on my list. I'm not going to specify. But Doc, (laughs) I mean, they're all saying they're acting like they are shocked. 
that he wouldn't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he want to be there? It's just, it's a bad situation. Like, it's like this drawn out saga because also Embiid said, right? Like, I think the question was, if your friend Ben <laughs> was actually here, or if he decides to come back, what do you hope to see from him? And Embiid, like, threw some shade. He's like, you all saw the videos. Um, That would help. <laughs> like, the videos of him video. shooting. His videos of him shooting in the offseason and him just kind of being like, yeah, if he actually did that for us, that mm. would help. And it's like, okay, now we're just salty and disappointed and sad and all of these things to make it this dramatic episode. Yeah, it's like, are you happy? Are you hoping he comes back? Are you happy at the prospect of that? Yeah. Are you still upset that he's not been the player you thought he was going to be? Or it's not the fit you thought it was going to be? Do you just think, is this coming from above? And it's a thing where it's like, we need to make Ben seem wanted because this, you know, the trade market is not what we want it to be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm kind of tired of them. I am too. Work it out. You guys are airing all of this like way too publicly. It's weird. It's, yeah, work it out. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, fingers crossed there. Not cute. Um, okay, you can go. Okay. Um, here's a quote from Cole Anthony. True or false? We just never had them around the house. Cole Anthony on never having tasted a mango before. Where did he grow up? No idea. All right, pull up the wiki. Pull up the wiki. I need to know. Let me know where he grew up. And also... Well, he, I mean... He grew up... He was born in Portland, Oregon. His dad is also Greg Anthony, so I'm sure they lived to different places wherever he played. Thoughts? What do you think? True, false? I mean, mangoes are just not... They're not like that sought after and the you know if you're going to the grocery store you get like for sure apples yeah you know if you've got kids you get apples mangoes you've got to cut them peel them mm -hmm. it's or a lot of if you're work you're not gonna peel then like slice up yeah i've seen i've watched many videos on like what is the proper way the easiest way to cut a mango every time i'm just my gross and you know whatever i don't feel like i properly get as much out of it as i could it's a lot of missed opportunities every time I cut a mango. <laughs> um, Oregon. <laughs> I love how that has something I to do with it. I just don't know anything about Oregon. All right. I'm going to – it's not tropical. But then again, you don't – we've got shipping now. <laughs> this is a modern society. He's young. <laughs> God, I'm torn. I'm going to say no, he's never had a mango. Growing up. Yes, that, that one was made up. Shout out to Harry for that one. And shout out to you for that very <laughs> critical thinking of trying to put I the actually pieces think together. because I believed he didn't have it, I lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought that that was true, but I also believed, yeah. Wow, Harry's brain. Um, <laughs> the things I came up with were not, were not of that nature. Okay. This next one is multiple choice. Ooh, I love multiple choice. 
Okay, did Jason Kidd, oh God. regrettably the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, call Luka Doncic a young Hemingway, a young Picasso, mm. a young... Hmm. I forgot. You're supposed to have four options in multiple choice. <laughs> it's okay. You can have three. Books. A, B, C. A young bald. That's just weird. Um, <laughs> I just said young bald because I'm looking at this book. <laughs> Did he call him weird. a young James Baldwin or a young Sylvia Plath? Wow, I wish so, it was Sylvia Plath. Hemingway, I, Picasso, James Baldwin, or Sylvia Plath. Tough, tough. Um, I'm gonna try to to look into Jason Kidd. Like, what is his type of reading style? I don't think he's reading Sylvia Plath, or else he'd be a different person, better person. I'm gonna go with Picasso. It seems like the only one that requires no reading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, Jason but still cultural and his him being an artiste on the floor. It was Picasso. He called him yes. a young Picasso. And I, when I read that, I was, and I was thinking about other things that he could potentially have called him. I thought a much better fit would be Jane Austen. Hmm. Look at her plots. Yeah. Versatile. She knew how to delegate some scenes, but kept the majority of the possessions where they needed to be with the main characters. Wow. Went six for six from the field. Great shooter. hundred <laughs> percent. Wow. Wait, let me read the whole quote. That's a good one. Please do. He said, Luka Doncic is a young Picasso dot, dot, dot. I don't know if... Oh, right. I forgot about this. Jason Kidd said, I don't know if anybody ever told Picasso that he had to use all the paints. But I just want to remind him that he can rely on his teammates, that his teammates will be there to help him. So in this analogy, Luca is Picasso and his teammates are paint. Okay. That kind of seems like a backhanded compliment, like he's a ball hog. <laughs> like, That's exactly what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> You're great, and then Luca, but use your teammates sometimes. <laughs> Luca was asked about it and he said, yeah, no, he's right. I do need to pass more. Okay, now so, this is awkward. Let's Yeah, it's awkward. You're going into training camp, you're going into this first season and already on a really rough patch with your coach because he thinks you're great, but also pass more. Yeah, Picasso oh, didn't Dallas. Die for this. <laughs> oh, Dallas. He didn't invent cubism for this. <laughs> um, okay, what's your next one? Okay. This is another quote, true or false, from Jonathan Kamenga on the Warriors. Okay. Quote, being in the Bay, I think it was my first time having a dumpling. It was good. End quote. <laughs> um, he's 18. Baby. 18. He's a baby. I didn't, I think, have a dumpling until later in life. But this is two food ones. Like, Harry wouldn't possibly make up two food ones. Yeah, right? That would be ridiculous. That would be sick. Maybe he was hungry. He'd, 
Well, I saw him eating lunch earlier. Okay, I'm going to say that this is made up. This one is true. Oh, my God. (laughs) Turns out, breaking news, dumplings are good from the rookie. There you go. There you have it. More dumplings. It actually does add up, I guess, if you think about San Francisco. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'll take that one. (laughs) Two food ones. There you go. I'll take that one. (laughs) Okay. This is a quote from Tyler Hero. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just not something I like to do. His comment on if it's okay to eat pasta before noon. Okay, whatever. I'm going to explain this one. I eat pasta any hour of the day. I didn't think it was weird. Oh, interesting. I didn't know this had a, a personal touch to it. Harry thinks it's weird. Yeah, I I don't think it's weird. I think one day I was like having it for breakfast and he, no, it was probably lunch and he was like, that's fucked up. You're sick. And then I had it for breakfast. I don't know, whatever. I oh, don't have times of days for my food. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, was having, I think it was a carbonara. It was lovely. I feel like this. Th- I feel like that scene from Elf where he puts like maple syrup on his spaghetti. Do you add breakfast things with it, or it's just, it's just what you're having? I'm not a barbarian, Jordan. <laughs> I just like to have it breakfast. Barbarian. <laughs> but it's okay. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back with something that I do weird with pasta. Is I put ranch. On my pasta, on my spaghetti. country. And I think it's very good. And Twitter once tore me down about it. But you know what? I'm still standing. (laughs) And I'm still doing it. I can can definitively say in high school, being from where I'm from, I literally have tried ranch on everything. And I've had ranch with pasta. Um, Okay. This one is from Lakers Media Day. Hmm. Um, Russell Westbrook says the Lakers considered for their team training camp in Vegas to hire a Peruvian doctor to take age reversing ayahuasca, which is approved by the CDC. Okay. I don't know what a lot of those words mean. Um, this is coming from Russell Westbrook. Um, I'm going to go with no here. Yes, that was a that's and that did not happen. Okay. <laughs> Ayahuasca is the drug that you take in. Well, I mean, it has originated in South America, but you take it and then you vomit usually. Oh. And you like you have a, a leader, you have a guide with you and then they you start seeing a lot of things like it take you back to your childhood and you start remembering a lot of things that you'd pushed down and um, and other things. So I thought it would – I mean, this is – honestly, it's a false yes, but it's also a suggestion. <laughs> I think they should do it, you know? They're old. Like, go figure out – go remember some stuff from your youth and, you know, revitalize yourself. Puke a little bit. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, but they are. I, I do think right. that they did take a team trip to Vegas, the Lakers. That makes sense. 
I think LeBron said that. I'm going to Google it just to make sure since everything else in this has been a lie. <laughs> okay. Or you can just, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Alleged trip to Vegas. Yeah. The first one says footage surfaces of Lakers mini camp in Vegas. I love how it's like they're doing something wrong. They're playing basketball in Vegas. And no, girl, I don't think it. I don't think that's what they're doing in Vegas. Oh, you said mini camp. Oh, that's yeah, it. like mini camp. Oh, quotes, 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 air yeah. quotes. Got it, got it, got it. Got like it, when it. you and I went to Vegas for work. <laughs> air quotes, air quotes. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Okay. Well, there is footage though. Let's see if it's on a court. It is on a court. I'm still not buying it. I think <laughs> they hired actually this. actually playing it's a, basketball. You're not buying it. <laughs> a kid tweeted, Lakers are practicing at my school, but he's clearly an op. He's been hired because his at is at Lake Show Chris. Why are you in Vegas? Why are you a child who's a Lakers a child. fan? <laughs> oh, my God. Now we're just at a t- spreading, <laughs> spreading at a high rumors. school in Vegas. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't buy it. I believe that they were playing basketball because they're getting ready for this season, and they need a you know a couple extra warm up sessions. They're a little older. They got to jump. That benefits your your internal hopes as well, though. Yeah. Let's yes. Be exactly. About that. Yeah. That's that's exactly where that's coming from. <laughs> All right. So they went to Vegas. They're not doing ayahuasca yet. I wonder if the league has, I mean, their drug ban's pretty all-encompassing. And for everything but weed, I'm pretty sure it's zero tolerance. But where does something like ayahuasca fit? How would they even detect it? I don't think you can. I have no idea. And honestly, I I don't want to know. I don't want to see people puking everywhere. Well, you don't puke like, you only puke during it. And it's a short experience. If if it would help the Lakers' chances of winning a title, would you go to Peru and do ayahuasca with me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I um, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I believe they could do it on their own. Go Let's Lakers. put a pin in this. Let's put a pin in this because I think I can convince you. <laughs> I can convince you off the pod. All right. What's your next one? No ayahuasca for now. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at Harry's list and I, I can't. Um, okay. Bulls. Bulls Media Day. New Chicago Bulls players, DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball, were asked to correctly identify all Air Jordan sneakers 1 to 35. No, there's no way. But even if that were, I'm sorry, that's just not true. That would be something they do, though, because I was thinking about the history of each team, and the Bulls' history is Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's it. That's their history. That's why I thought that one would be believable, but that's okay. No, I mean, I get it, but they just don't have time. It's a long activity. (laughs) They don't have time. I didn't think about that. DeMar doesn't have time. That's a lot of You know, and Lonzo Ball's, like, just worried about I don't know. If I was him, I'd be worried. Just all the time. Just worried. Just all the I mean, you know, it made me worried the wrong the wrong word. I feel like I would be um so eager to please it would cause me anxiety. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And then it was also do- like from the media day, it was like him and Kobe White taking a picture next to each other. And I'm like, if I'm Kobe White, I'm kind of mad. I'm like, okay, you brought this person in, but I was the point guard. Like, I thought I had a chance here. And now you're forcing me to take buddy pictures with my replacement. Like, that's kind of yeah, tough. The, the dynamic is always quite weird. But Chicago finds a way of putting really, really bizarre lineups on the court. So I'm sure that they'll be fine. True. And both playing them at forward <laughs> at the end of the season. <laughs> I, would not I think be the surprised. Bulls have the potential to be no stakes, very fun, high energy. But they also have the potential to be high stakes mm-hmm. because this team was constructed. Anytime a team is constructed and the players are a bit later in their career, it just it has automatically built in more pressure than it does like for yep. the Hornets or the Grizzlies or yeah. um or even well, I mean, not anymore, but Denver a couple of years ago. Yeah. There's even more pressure there because they didn't build this. They bought it. Mm-hmm. So they were like position by position. We're going to go out and find people. And now it's going to change. New era is here. And it's like, oh, gosh, it can either be really great or it can crash and burn. The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls story <laughs> usually leans toward the latter. Yes. Is that really how many Jordans there are? Yeah. I believe so. Unless there's there's probably a new one coming out like tomorrow, but yeah. I did How many a of them could you quiz. name? Well, I'm glad you asked because I did a quiz um trying to identify like a, a picture of a shoe popped up and then I had to guess multiple choice which number it was. I got like a B, which I was pretty pretty happy about. But after like 21 it it gets a little dark for me. Because you don't like them or because? I feel like I just miss the releases. Like they were just releasing and it's more about like the core retro Jordans. Um, those are the ones I knew more for sure, had more confidence. But yeah, it was a fun quiz. I'll send it to you just for kicks. You should try it. For kicks, get it? I, for kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I will try it, um, but I don't know that I would get a single one. <laughs> TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees, ever. TickPick is an exclusive ticketing partner for Spinsters and the Blue Wire Network. Visit TickPick.com spin today and use the promo code SPIN to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. And me personally, I'm super excited to go to a Las Vegas Raiders game in Vegas in their new stadium because there's nothing like a live game, especially a live football game. Visit TickPick.com spin today and use the promo code SPIN to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. Um, okay. This one's a two-parter. Ooh. 
Okay, part one. Uh, did the actually I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse the order of these because it feels like it makes more sense. Um, part one. Did Bradley Beal say, "quote I don't feel pressure"? In, with the context, he's saying he doesn't feel pressure to get vaccinated. I don't think you can pressure anybody into doing things or putting things in their body. Yes, that happened. Uh, you are correct. Part B, did the fire alarm go off at Wizards Media Day while he was doing this, while he was talking? I know that it went off. I hope it went off while he was talking because they're like, I'm pretty sure it went it. off when he was talking. Yes. PR. Because I was following the, the tweets. Finest. And it, it was like a minute after he said that, the fire alarm went off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what do you think about that? <laughs> you know something we don't talk about enough, Jordan? COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, one, I think we we do want to dive into this because it's not only Bradley Bill. It's been, you know, a heavy Wait topic. In over media day and just leading up to the season with new guidelines. We want to talk about this. We want to talk about it more in depth. We want to make sure that we do our homework, you know, come to the conversation fully prepared. But we have to talk about it today because it's a thing and it shouldn't be a thing. And I'm upset that it's a thing that we even have to talk about that every all Twitter is is talking about who's saying what about vaccinations and and not and it it's kind of giving me a headache honestly yeah i'm annoyed at a couple of things i mean i'm annoyed i mean there's just there's so many things in this that are frustrating yeah um i think god my i'm like I'm overwhelmed with where to start, to be honest, because there's so many things and considerations. Like you're saying, we had planned to have a kind of a larger, uh, a larger episode discussion about this later, closer to the season. But this will very much be present with us, not just this season, but I guarantee seasons after this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that has to do with the players' union. This is something that especially when you contrast it with what the W has been able to do. Mm-hmm. This is something where you and I have had discussions before that are like, just because people are celebrities, it's a shame that people um, assume that they are tr- to be trusted sources. But, you know, that's yeah. just the, that's a, a flaw of celebrity in our country. Um, you know, even if we're telling people don't, don't listen to what Bradley Beal saying about, vaccines um because i think he mentioned also uh the physical reactions that people have to them and like the bad things that have been happening to people which felt um you know he did felt a lot like Nicki minaj saying her friend's boyfriend yeah his girlfriend had big balls or something um yeah there, there's bradley beal there's wiggins and my frustration lies with uh with the inability to say where this is coming from, you know, like with the the vagueness, I guess. Um, and then you have people like Kyle Kuzma who are saying, I'm not, I don't want to answer that because of HIPAA. And HIPAA actually has nothing to do with this. Like actually nothing. 
That was which wild. takes a Google. And I think that's my frustration with a lot of these. Um, I guess it's safe to say just like stances that reflect anti-vax stances are the let me do my own research. Let me look into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at take like five seconds and look into it, you know, and 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 make, you know, the things that you are so dubious about are actually just right there because people are dying to get you this vaccine because people are dying. And it but that's also my frustration is like, you know, the way it's been handled there's like a dynamic that's a bit weird with media because I think that media always feels this permission to be a bit like overstepping and asking questions that are like weirdly intimate. I'm not referring to this subject in specific. I just mean all the time. Mm-hmm. They can be really intrusive. Um, and I don't know that basketball media members are also who I trust with this. And I saw a lot of um, media suggesting when Wiggins was had said that he is, I believe he said he chose not to answer. I don't think he outright denied being vaccinated, but he also put in a request to the NBA for a religious exemption that they denied. I saw a lot of media members saying, well, he should, you know, Kat should talk to him or yeah, he should say this to Kat's face. And, and that's, I'm just like, yeah, I'm mad at the NBA for how they've handled this. I think they've dropped the ball. The player, the stuff that the player's saying is like enraging me because of the way you're saying it, like so proudly and aggressively saying, "Yes, I'm not, I'm not vaccinated." It just feels like a weird thing to be so proud of when people are just dying. But I, that's what really has hit me today is the is the demanding that Cat say something or or putting Cat up as this like prop. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That I think that that is it's just not fair to kind of use someone's uh trauma and situation in that now all of a sudden it's his responsibility to talk to all these people and change the minds of everyone because of his personal situation. Um and there was a great profile that came out on on Cat And it really dove more into after he contracted COVID a couple months after his mom had passed and how, you know, he was quarantined for weeks inside. He lost 50 pounds. He said he was like the same size as D'Angelo Russell. He joked. Um, And he was like, how am I supposed to play center when I've lost all this weight? He had like a panic attack going back to the gym for the first time, being around all those people. And he went back to the locker room, told his agent, like, I don't think I can do this. Didn't even know if he wanted to play basketball anymore. And now you're saying, hey, I know you went through all that, but can you talk to these people who don't want to get the vaccine? Like, no, we're not going to do that. We have to respect his story and his journey and everything that he's been through because that's not his responsibility um and that's not what what we should even be asking him to do meanwhile timberwolves organization is also on fire like he has a lot of things to deal with and so he should not have to be asked with that task um so yeah we should shut that down right now people need to stop saying that it's not cat's job no he's not like a, a textbook also the 
imagine the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life. Yeah. And then imagine people being like, well, you should talk to this person who doesn't think that that is enough of a reason to get vaccinated. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like that's it's it's trauma and it's also you have to protect yourself against things that exacerbate the horrible loss that you had. And one of those things to me would be looking at somebody's face who I used to be their teammate or I'm, you know, I've played on Team USA with them or wherever we played McDonald's American. I don't know, but it's a small community. Mm -hmm. Like NBAs have small, the teams have small rosters, a small community. They know what happened. And he knows that they know what happened. So on top of all of that, you don't think it's awkward enough or uncomfortable enough because that's happening in real life too. You know, people who whose family members have passed, mm-hmm. if you're close friends with them or even if you are their family member and this has happened, that doesn't mean that people are changing their stance about vaccination. That's yeah. one of the, the weirdest, almost like it's uncomfortable, it's frustrating, but it's also just to me, it's like really, like we were saying before we recorded this, I've never felt so confused at things that I thought I knew to be true. And one of them was that people can be reasoned with. Mm-hmm. And I I genuinely, I don't <laughs> know where I stand on that anymore. What I do know 100% is that this is not Carl's battle. Mm-hmm. He's already fighting his battle. He's been fighting his battle for the last two years. Yeah. Like his his battle is on the way to making peace at this horrible thing that happened. It's not with convincing Andrew Wiggins it's a good idea to get vaccinated. Really, uh, I, I've, I've, I've been through almost like I feel like everything. Like, I, I don't feel like I've not seen something. Um, it actually made me think, I just had this thought right now, and I don't want to mm-hmm. um, compare the two situations of, you know, people leaning on Cat to kind of, tell his story and try to change the minds of people. But it did make me think of, you know, 2020, the height of Black Lives Matter and me being the black friend and being like, hey, can you talk to my my grandma? Like she doesn't understand Black Lives Matter. She doesn't understand what this means. And it's like, no, because that hurts my feelings. And why would I go and try to put my voluntarily put myself in that situation? And sometimes, yes, you want to reason with people that are your friends in private, maybe when the time is right. But I don't want to feel like this. Like sacrificial lamb to be like, hey, you know me, how can you hate me like that is not what we're supposed to do. And I don't think that's a healthy way to even tackle big conversations. And I feel like there is some similarities where NBA media, Twitter, everyone else is kind of trying to put that on cat. And it's just, it's too heavy. Like he has enough on him and he does not need one more thing like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Like he's, he's the example in the NBA of uh, somebody who's been affected by COVID because it's taken family members. He's had it. He had it really hard. Mm -hmm. 
So he's like the person that everyone is is turning to and using as an example. And I cannot imagine how uncomfortable that has to be. I think your comparison makes a lot of sense. And the other through line between those is you shouldn't just have empathy for a cause if it's right in front of you Mm. or if it's your friend that you shouldn't have to be like people shouldn't have to be teaching moments just because they um, have experienced particular trauma firsthand. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Kat is that example in the NBA, but also like look around like it's it's millions of people like a lot of people are suffering because they lost a loved one or because they had it or different or, you know, talking about COVID. And so it's it's unfortunately it's like not only him and i think that's the other wake up call is like we're looking at this one person who has had such a traumatic experience but you also have to look at the numbers and the volume that this is happening and hopefully that should be more of a reason (laughs) um but yes we have so much more to talk about this and unpack but we also want to bring experts on and we want to really have a conversation about it leading up to the NBA season and also look into those guidelines because I feel like they're per team per city that I'm also have I'm unfamiliar with that so I want to familiarize myself with those um but yeah well Jordan the NBA is unfamiliar I mean this is the crazy thing is like (laughs) Kyrie is not under the current New York rules allowed to play at home Unless he has at least one dose. That's the state rule. You're not allowed to be. I mean, I don't know if it's like in indoors or in a major venue. I think it's a major venue rule, similar to what they're they're passing in uh, California. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure the specifics. What I do know is he's not allowed to play at home under these current rules. So that's a mess. And I, I do think that this is just going to keep evolving because you can't you won't get exception for, you know, a basketball player. Um, it's it's interesting. I'm not sure what's going to happen. And then, like, the Nets are like, yeah, I hope we have our teammate at home. Like, everyone, <laughs> nobody knows what to do right now. Yeah, they're very it's awkward. I mean, wild. <laughs> it's wild an uncomfortable time. thing. I have noticed that almost every player has said um, of their teammates who have not been vaccinated um have said that you know it's their it's their choice and then a lot of them have gone on to say i did it because i have people in my life i need to be protected from this so it's all very diplomatic from them but yeah i'm like yeah actually hang on i remembered another one this is obviously you saw this one because we're in a group chat um belly to wiggins in the hallway this is from uh San Jose Mercury News reporter. Belly to Wiggins in the hallway. Quote, get the shot. <laughs> and quote? Wiggins said, tough, tough crowd in there, man. Oh, my God. Tough crowd. Belly's funny. Oh. Yeah, that is. Um... <laughs> that's, that's the most confrontation I've seen. <laughs> I know. That's literally the most confrontation I've seen. Yeah, good for Belly. 
And they played together in Minnesota as well. So I guess they feel some familiarity. I, I yeah. And maybe it's it is just that just that simple. But yeah, um, real quick, just want to give a shout out to the WNBA who has been 99% vaccinated and didn't need a mandate. And uh, shout out to the WNBA. Always. And keep watching the WNBA playoffs. Okay, that's it. Oh my God, those have been so good. (laughs) They really have. Well, should we end it there? Yes, I think so. Yes, me too. Okay, that's our show. Please keep leaving us your voicemails. Keep sending us love. We love it. We love it. Leave us a voicemail at 502-874-4453 and tell us what WNBA team you're rooting for in the playoffs. I want to know. Or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show. Spinsters is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hey, this is Mike from New York City. Jordan and Haley, how's it going? Mike from Horse Hoops, just checking in to say the uh, the most upsetting New York Knicks thing. It was hard to choose. It was easy to pick things like the Bargnani trade or the Noah signing, but I'm picking the 2017-2018 offseason because that is when we were afraid to just commit to being a normal rebuilding team. We were in this weird limbo of like not being good enough to make the playoffs and not being bad enough to tank. And we signed Jarrett Jack, which I will never forgive, and Ramon Sessions, bringing in two veteran point guards to take playing time away from rookie Frank Nilakina and off of an okay, promising start to his career, Ron Baker. And rather than just commit to youth, we brought in these veterans for no reason. And then, of course, if you happen to look at what happened in the 2017-2018 season, we did not make the playoffs. We were 11th in the East. We didn't get a great draft pick. We got number eight in the 2018 draft, which featured folks such as, oh, I don't know, Luka Doncic, Jaron Jackson Jr., Trey Young, Colin Sexton. So this is just, to me, where I lost the most hope could be because we had gotten, like, the fill stuff out of the way, but we still couldn't commit to just being the right type of bad team, and we fell into this middle ground, and we paid the price for it. So that's is when I mo- most lost hope in the franchise. But now we've Emmanuel Cookley, so everything's fine.